At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. This salad is pretty much a Caesary take on celery or a celery take on a Caesar. Hi, this is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Carla Lolly Music, coming to you from my kitchen in Brooklyn, New York. Today, I'll be making a recipe called Sorry, I Like Celery from my new book, That Sounds So Good. The recipe is linked in the show notes and it's also on food52.com. This salad is pretty much a Caesary take on celery or a celery take on a Caesar. And it's got a pretty short list of ingredients. So there's crunchy celery and juicy pickled things and a very, like I said, Caesarish dressing with parm and lemon juice. And it comes together really quickly after you get your knife work done. So we can do everything together alongside each other and feel free to pause or jump back using the podcast chapters if you need a little time to catch up. Okay, so here's what you actually need for this salad. Three anchovies, drain if they were packed in oil and rinse them if they're the salted kind. Uh, two garlic cloves or one big one, kosher salt and pepper, a quarter cup of fresh lemon juice, that's probably gonna take about two lemons, a quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil, half a teaspoon of Aleppo pepper, 10 big green olives, ideally those will be Castle Vetranos, uh, six papara peppers, those are pickled Spanish green peppers, a one pound bunch of celery, a hunk of parm, and half a cup of parsley leaves and tender stems. So as I go through the recipe, I'll also be giving you plenty of what I call spinets. Um, these are essentially swaps or substitutions. Um, they're in every single recipe and that sounds so good. So, you know, if you don't have the kind of olive that I'm calling for, I'm gonna give you an alt. If you don't have those specific peppers, I'll definitely give you an alt. Same for the chili pepper, um, even for the celery. So if you're someone who doesn't like celery, as many people do not, um, even though there's celery in the recipe name, you can use a different crunchy vegetable. So as we go, I'll make sure to call those things out so you can, you know, switch it up if you need to. As far as equipment goes, you should definitely have everything. Um, you need a cutting board and a chef's knife. I use a mortar and pestle for the dressing, but a mini chopper is fine, or you can definitely just hand chop everything with the same knife on your board. Get yourself a citrus juicer or a reamer, a medium bowl for making the dressing, a whisk, um, a couple spoons for tasting, a clean kitchen towel for drying the celery, or you can use paper towels if that's easier for you. If you have a mandolin and you like using it, grab that. 
but the celery can also be sliced with a knife, no problem. Um, grab a medium salad bowl for serving or like any wide shallow bowl or a platter for the salad. Um, put your hands on a vegetable peeler for shaving the parm. You can use a paring knife if you don't have a peeler. And uh, if you don't want to toss the salad together with your hands, grab a pair of tongs. Um, other than that, you just need like salad plates for serving, some salad servers, you can use those same pair of tongs, and uh, forks for the table. That's it. Okay, so for the um, first thing I'm gonna do, I am going to put my anchovies, which are in a little jar. Um, I use the ones that are packed in oil. Sometimes I have the salted ones, but um, those tend to be like really big and meaty. Okay, so this is one, two, three. If you didn't like anchovy or you don't have it, okay, well, if you don't like it, just leave it out. And if you don't have it, you could use a few dashes of fish sauce um, to get that same kind of like umami-ish, chovy-ish flavor, or you could use the anchovy paste, which people love, and it makes it really easy. So I would say in exchange for three anchovies, maybe like a full teaspoon of the fish sauce and I don't know, a tablespoon of anchovy paste. Okay, so then to the mortar and pestle with the chovies, I'm putting, I have very small garlic, so I'm using two of them. Uh, those are going in, and now I'm adding a bunch of kosher salt, which is gonna both season the salad and kind of act like an abrasive, so it'll just help smash everything up. So there's a bunch of salt in there, and now lots of pepper. If you don't like pepper, leave it out. You need to use salt. I just find a coarse salt is a little bit easier for the grinding of everything up, but if you use fine salt, of course, that is totally fine and I'm just gonna smash these up. So this could be in your mini chopper. If you're doing this on your cutting board, I would suggest finely chopping them together, the chovy and the garlic. Once you have it kind of like chopped, throw the salt and the pepper on it and just keep going, work your knife back and forth until it kind of becomes a paste. All right, so. That mortar and pestling went really fast. And now I'm using a spatula to just uh, get that little anchovy garlic mash off of the pestle. I guess the pestle is the pounding part. And everything that's in the bowl of the mortar. I'm just scraping that into my medium bowl, which I'm gonna use to build the dressing. Okay, now I'm gonna juice up a couple of lemons. And I think the big difference between this and a regular Caesar, which is wonderful and perfect in its own right, but the big difference here is like the flavors of the Caesar, the core flavors, the lemon, the chovy, and the olive oil, and the garlic, I guess, um, are represented here. But what it doesn't have is the egg um, and the egg obviously like makes the Caesar into a very creamy emulsified mayonnaise type of dressing and this one is more like a free-flowing vinaigrette that's got all the same sort of Caesar vibes just getting out um, a little strainer for catching the lemon juice or the lemon seeds okay so I'm gonna eyeball this I'm just doing this first half of lemon squeezing the juice right in with the um, anchovy and garlic. That 
was one. This is a very large, very large lemon. Okay, that's two halves. <laughs> I'm gonna do, I think I need one more half of a lemon. If you didn't have lemon juice and you still wanna make this, just use, um, you know, like a champagne vinegar, white wine vinegar, cider vinegar, just sort of a light bodied, not too, too strong vinegar. And that will be totally fine. Okay, that lemon it all, already smells really good. And now I need my quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil. I think the flavor of the olive oil is pretty important here, but if you were making the salad and you just really wanted to make it anywhere out of olive oil, use vegetable oil, use grapeseed oil, just a neutral oil would be totally 100% also fine. Okay, so now olive oil is going in. Now I'm adding my half teaspoon of Aleppo pepper flakes. Um, I like Aleppo because it gives you some of that nice like warmth of the chili without a ton of heat. But if you didn't have Aleppo, Gochugaru is very similar in heat level. Um, that's a Korean ground chili. Also like really fruity and very delicious. They're obviously not the same, but they're good replacements for each other because of the spice level. But you could also just use like a pinch of regular red chili flakes, just use less because they're a lot spicier. Use a pinch of cayenne, um, just something for like a little of that warmth. And now everything's just getting whisked together. Um, I eyeballed the lemon juice and I think it might be a little bit more than a quarter cup, but essentially it's like equal parts, yeah, equal parts lemon juice and olive oil, which is a little, high on the acidic ratio for a regular vinaigrette so but that's on purpose like you want it really nice really nice and bright and super punchy because you've got these other deep flavors with the anchovy and the cheese and olives and i think it's nice when it's super lemony it shouldn't feel like crazy pucker town Ooh, yum i really like that mm. maybe a pinch more salt and then i'm just gonna set the dressing aside Okay, so since the dressing is done, it can just sit for a minute while I get everything that I need for the olives and the peppers and uh, cutting up the celery. See you back here in a minute or two. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. And we're back. This is Play Me a Recipe. I'm Carla Lolly Music, and today we're making Sorry I Like Celery. Um, I'm back at the point where I need to cut up the olives and the pickled peppers and the celery for the salad. So the recipe calls for 10 Castle Vetranos, which are like a nice meaty green olive. I actually did not uh, find those this morning when I was shopping for my olives. So I, <laughs> I have a Greek mix, which has like, a bunch of different green and red olives in it. So I'm just gonna like pick out the green ones and I'm gonna pit them. I always like to buy 
olives with the pit intact. I just think generally their flavor and their texture is way better. But if you actually passed up some pitted um, Castle Vetranos in favor of like pitting these myself, because I just, I think they just have like a nice meatier, juicier texture. But if you have pickled green olives, that's fine. Other good substitutions are a Luke olive, which is a French olive, or you could use a Serignola, which is like, has a nice fattiness to it. Um, probably on my board, I have a mix of Luke and Serignolas. Maybe these are Castle Vetranos. Who even knows? They're green olives. It's gonna be great. So to pit a olive, what I do is I take the flat side of my knife, like I was gonna smack open a garlic clove, and I just give the olive a nice bash, and then it flattens it, and you can just really easily rip off the flesh and get the pit. The pit will like separate, so. Generally what happens is like, there's always a little bit of olive meat left on the, the pittiest part of the pit, and I just um, use those as a little Scooby snack, a little chef's treat. Of course, olives roll, so they're like rolling all over my counter. So why did I put olives in like a Caesar dressing? That is a great question. I wonder if I even know the answer. I think I chose them for the texture and also for that pickle kind of brine flavor. Celery has a lot of flavor on its own and just celery and olives go really well together. So, and then like everything was green and I was just feeling like the green, kind of those bright green grassy vegetal flavors. And that's just another fun texture. There aren't croutons in the salad. So the olives and the peppers are kind of giving you a little more like textural variation and textural difference. Oh, this guy doesn't want to split. And so that's part of what they're doing here too. Some people hate celery. My son is one of those people. Some people really hate olives. I know a lot of people like that. If you are also a person who doesn't like olives, um, I get it. You know what would be nice actually would be like a cherry tomato or a green tomato. Might be nice just for the juiciness and a little bit of that texture. But if you really wanna leave them out, just leave them out. So the next thing I'm doing now that I have these olives pitted is I'm just tearing them into smaller pieces uh, just so you don't get like one giant honking piece of olive and they're all about Mm, like the size of a fava bean maybe, or a little bit bigger. So I'm just doing that with my hands. You could take your knife over them and just do a quick rough chop too if you don't want to use your hands, but I like these little kind of jagged pieces. Now the olives are done, I'm going to scoop those into my salad bowl. And I'll get working on the peppers. Funny story, I also don't have the papaya peppers that this recipe calls for. Um, what I'm using instead is one of my spinets, which is uh, pepperoncini, which I also love. They're just like little pickled green spicy peppers. So papars are really small and pepperoncini are a lot bigger. So instead of using six papars, I'll use, I don't know, four pepperoncinis. If you can't find, if you also cannot find papara peppers, I would go with the pepperoncini or like the pickled banana peppers or any of those pickled green spicy peppers that you can usually find in like the olive aisle or wherever kind of condiments and capers are. Um, capers would be a good substitution too. They wouldn't be spicy, but you could use capers instead of the olives also. Did I just think of that or does the recipe say it? No, yeah, that's a good sub. I did not have that in the spinach. 
So to prep the peppers, uh, I'm just gonna tear off their little stems and just I'm just ripping them into kind of slices. So take off the top. They have some brine in them, which is fine if that ends up in your salad bowl too. And then I'm just tearing these open and kind of tearing them on that seam inside, that natural pleat of the pepper is just a good way to get them torn. Ooh, that was a juicy guy. Okay, last pepper. Tear, tear, tear. And that's it. Now we get to move on to the celery. All right, so for the celery, I have like a standard, you know, whole bunch of celery, not celery hearts. And the recipe calls for about a pound. I weighed this guy and it's closer to two. So I'm just gonna use about half of it, a little more than half of it. So to prep it, I'm gonna cut off the root end and I'm gonna trim the kind of dryish outermost, topmost parts of the other end. Anything that looks like a little dry or brown or just kind of sad or tough or whatever is gotta go. Um, you could definitely use romaine hearts here instead of celery. And I guess since I'm only using part of it, I'm gonna kind of use the, the lighter green inner guys. The advantage of using a whole head or a whole bunch of celery is that you get the little inner leaves and the top leaves, which I'm adding to the salad, which if you're using romaine hearts, like a lot of that is trimmed off of the top, you might find a few celery leaves in the very middle middle, and that's fine. It's not the end of the world if you don't end up with the celery leaves. I gotta take a little more off the top. And celery can kind of just hold a lot of dirt in the in-between layers, so I'm gonna give that a quick rinse. Celery is clean, but it's real wet now, so I'm gonna roll it up in a dry kitchen towel. If you have kind of sad looking celery, like if you go into your crisper and you find that your celery is looking a little limp, you could do this stage of uh, washing it and then put it in ice water and it will perk right back up. And this works for like any sad lettuces and things like that will come back to life. If you don't like celery, which many people don't, I don't know what it is, but a lot of people are real violent about it. Um, fennel would be really great here. I'd use two heads of fennel. You can also just go back to like the Caesarish roots of this recipe and use romaine hearts or little gems or any any other kind of like real crunchy lettuce. I've even done this with kohlrabi, which is kind of in season in the fall and is kind of a fun vegetable. It has a very firm, crunchy texture. Um, thinly sliced raw, cauliflower would be also delicious. I like raw cauliflower if it's sliced really thinly. So those are all good um, spins depending on what you like, what you have, what you find at the market. All right, for slicing the celery, I think it looks cool if you do it on a nice angle because you get longer pieces in the end instead of just going straight across in like a semicircle. I'm using my mandolin, but um, you don't have to. You can just slice this on an angle couple stalks stacked up next to each other would probably work fine. And I'm just gonna keep going until I've done all the celery. As I get to the smaller inner light green celery stalks from the heart, I'm just gonna 
snap off the leaves and save those and I'm gonna toss them in with the parsley later. All right, well you finished slicing up your celery. We're gonna take another little break and we'll be back with Play Me a Recipe once the celery is done. All right guys, this is the home stretch. In my nice big salad bowl, I have the celery, the smashed olives, and the peppers. And I'm going to take my hunk of parm. The recipe calls for two ounces. I'm you know, sure I weighed that to just give people an idea of um, if you didn't have any, what you need to buy. But I'm just gonna shave this off until I'm pleased with the amount of parm that I have. You could add more or less. Um, and if you didn't have parm, you could use Grana Padano, which I find to be like a really great cheese and it's more affordable than parm, very similar in flavor. You could use Pecorino um, Romano. It's much sharper and a lot saltier, so maybe hold back a bit unless you know that you love it. So I'm using my vegetable peeler and just kind of going to a fat side of the hunk and I'm just shaving nice shards, shards of parm fall, fall into my bowl. This is about half of the amount of parm. It's just enough to kind of lightly cover, scatter the um, surface of all the other ingredients. And now I'm gonna add most of the dressing, just kind of stirring it back up because it's not like completely homogenized like a, a normal um, Caesar, just stirring it to get the ingredients mixed back together. And I'm spooning most of the dressing over. And like the red flecks, what I love is the red flecks of the pepper kind of exude their color into the dressing. So the dressing has this really pretty, kind of orangey, bright, really warm toned color. And like with the flecks of red all the way through it, it looks really pretty against all the green and the white from the other ingredients. Now I'm gonna to toss everything together with my hands. Again, you can use tongs if you don't wanna do this. But hands are very efficient. And then, I've got my reserved celery leaves. Those are going in. And I've got my half a cup of parsley. This is leaves and tender stems, which are both totally edible. And I'll just kind of maybe tear any bigger pieces as I drop them into the bowl. Super fragrant, really nice. Tarragon would be a nice replacement for the parsley. I feel like maybe basil would work too, now that I'm thinking about it. Chervil. Well, the, the, the herb that's impossible to find, um, unless you're growing it, would also be really, really nice in this. So I've got my celery leaves, I've got my parsley leaves, I'm just gonna give everything another little toss. And this is the home stretch, my friends. Now I'm gonna shave over the rest of the parm. This kind of, um, adding half and then half again makes the parm disperse through all the other ingredients but then when you serve it you can see the parm on top so it's like kind of the best of both worlds you're letting people know it's in there but it's not all just sitting like dry on the top and also when you toss it some of the parm breaks into smaller pieces and kind of just gets to know the dressing a little better and i really like that too so to finish it a little bit more pepper and i feel like it might have enough dressing, so I might not even need to drizzle more over. Everything looks super juicy, but I'm gonna give it a taste. 
trying to get a little bit of everything because there's saltiness and brininess and freshness and different ingredients and just for checking I want to make sure I have a little bit of everything and and not think it's missing something that if you got a better bite with everything in it you would be happy mmm mmm love it I haven't made this since I was working on the book it's it's delicious if I must say so myself Okay guys, so if you're assessing the salad that you have in front of you, what you want is like just a really vibrant, fun mix of fresh and crunchy, green and leafy, tender, the firm and juicy from the olives, these nice like pops of spiciness from the little peppers and also from the hot pepper that we put in the dressing. There should be a nice acidity coming from the dressing itself, but also enough olive oil and fat to kind of round out and carry all those flavors. So if you feel like it needs a little more heat or it needs a little bit more richness or more pepperiness or more cheese, um, go ahead and kind of adjust it to your liking. Every head of celery is different. Is it a head or a bunch? I don't even know. Um, but thank you so much for letting me play you a recipe today. I'm Carla Lolly Music. You can find me on Instagram at Lolly Music, on my website, carlalollymusic.com. I'm also on YouTube. Just search um, for my name and my book, That Sounds So Good, will be out in October. Um, thanks so much for cooking along with me. Hope you enjoy it.